ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live again from my living room. I got a wonderful friend of mine on. I've been knowing this guy for roughly 15, 16 years. We trained together back when Wimbledon was 650. Then it went to Jumping World and World Works. And uh, I've been through a lot with this fella. Seen a lot. Meant, watched him a lot. He's the owner of Brickhouse Fitness in Memphis on well, for Shelby Oaks and Sycamore View. He's married to a great woman that's also a trainer. They've been training together for, for years. And I, I just can't say enough about him. And that's James Hambrick. James, what's going on, my friend? Hey, man. How you doing? Glad man, to be I, here. Man, <laughs> I am wonderful, wonderful. You know, and, and as I was saying, we've been knowing each other a long time. Do you realize it's, that? <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long time. Like, I was trying to think about, like, when did we start working? Like you said, yeah, I think it was. It was still 650. Yep. Whenever we whenever we started working there, like we both had six fifty like uniforms, like shirts yeah. on, shirts, stuff, you know. Yep. Well, my <laughs> mom, I remember that. My mom died in two thousand four, and I started there in late two thousand four, early two thousand five. And you was there when I started. Mm-hmm. I just moved over there from the uh, from Cordova Athletic Club, which was a six fifty at the time, and I moved. I jumped over there like as it kind of you know was going out and everything. So. I was, that was a, that was a, that, I, that big, that gym has been there for so long, man. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen a lot of people come and go through that place. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. What's going on in that gym? A lot has gone on in that gym. I think, I think, when, I think back when it was Wimbledon, it's been there for like 35 years or something like that. And what's crazy is there was, there's members that are still going there that joined back 35 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. In fact, I have a couple that still go there, even though, you know, I'm not there right now because of the virus that's going on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, anyway, enough about that place. Man, let's play catch up for a little while. Okay. Tell everybody about you and what you do and where your business is at and about your wonderful wife. Cool. Well, I'm I am married to Brittany Hambrick and uh, we got married in 2016. We're both personal trainers. Like like Tracy said, we um. I, we I started training in like there right before he got to Well Works in 2004, and I had been personal training since I was 19. So I've been training for about 26 years now. It kind of tells my age, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we uh, I had I worked at Wimbledon or Well Works 650 whatever it's been over the years for a long time with my late wife Jessica that passed away in 2014 from breast cancer. And um, Brittany had all had worked there with us and was a friend, a friend of ours. And so <clears throat> years later, Brittany and I began to date and eventually got married. And so a lot, like you said, a lot happened in that gym over the years. And so and I guess it was in 2018, 2017. Yeah. I started yeah. looking at uh, <clears throat> moving my moving my operations down just right down the street from Wellworks to a smaller location, like a little small personal training studio on open brick house fitness in February of 2018. <clears throat> That's where I've been, been for the past few past couple of years. And we've been, uh, you know, running classes out of there. We personal train, do small groups, all the stuff in there. It's a lot smaller setting and stuff. And, that's something that I'm I'm sure you'll want to talk about today is it was more of an extension of just moving there was more of an extension just so I could take care of my people better. You know, it yep, was a, yep. it's a thing that me and Tracy both share is that we're really passionate about our clients and our, our members. And that's just, you know, the number one priority through everything has been their, what their 
you know, their goals, their experience, their, their life, their, their life, life, taking care of them and making sure that they're okay with everything. And that's one thing that uh, I've always said that like, I always tell new trainers, I like always be surprised when someone pays you. Yeah. You know, just always like just at the end of the session or whenever, when they hand you money or write you a check or credit card, be like, Oh wow, I got paid for doing that because yeah. you should, you should be into that, man. You should be into helping them and you should be into solving the puzzle. It is that's, you know, they getting them out of whatever they're in and making them feel better about themselves and be healthier and just lead a more positive life. You know, you're, you're 100% right. You are 100% right. Now, James, back when we were working in the same building together, somebody told me you used to be a little bit bigger dude. And I didn't believe it until you showed me a picture. You know, I, everybody I, I deal with on my podcast know I used to be bigger, but if they was to look at you, they would never in a million years think you was a bigger person. I was a bigger, I was a bigger dude. And you know what? Like the reason people don't guess that I'm like 5'10", 175 pounds now. And at one point, what led me to be a trainer was I got, at, in college, I played I played a little college ball in a little small Baptist college in Arkansas, and when I stopped, I gained a hundred pounds in like a year's time. And I last time I back then, last time I stepped on a scale, I it saw I saw two eighty three or two eighty seven on the scale, and I you know that happened so quick. I got so big, and on my frame, that was some big old boy. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of weight. That was a, it was lot, a of lot, lot of weight and a lot of weight. And it was a lot of weight real fast. My skin did not like that. And my car seat definitely didn't like that. <laughs> Cause I broke that sucker a couple times getting in and out of it. So that was, the, you know, that, that was a tipping point though. That was some, you know, I knew then that I was going to have to do something that was going to keep me healthy. Cause I was going to end up like, you know, some of my family, you know, we're just, yeah. we're just predisposed to, to, you know, bad, just bad environment and just, you know, faulty genetics and everything for heart disease and everything else. And, um, you know, started going, started going to the gym a lot more and learning how to take care of myself. And I was in there so much, they gave me a job yeah. and that's what started it. <laughs> now y'all need know? to go on, on James's page and look at his pictures, him and his wife, they dress up sometimes. And James honestly looks like Wolverine. When he, <laughs> I tried he, to. He, he looks like Wolverine. He's lean and he's mean. But he's he's not a mean fella. He just looks the part. He is the <laughs> nicest guy that I have ever yeah. met. That's oh, that's awesome. Thanks, man. I, I we that's something we we love doing that. That's you get, I get such a kick out of that. You know, the first time I went to one of those, I didn't dress up or anything. I went with Brittany and some of her friends, and they were dressed up like Wonder Woman and you know different characters, and went there and just the the reactions to that we got out of the kids that day. And the people coming up to take pictures with you and the people that were genuinely interested in like your costume and how you put it together and stuff was so cool to me that it was, you know, and I'm, I picked a really easy character because, you know, like in the movie, he's just got on some jeans, boots and a, and a tank and a, and a wife beater tank top, you know, and so it was easy to to dress up, just get me some claws and do my hair up, you know. <laughs> well, you, you you fit the part, brother. You really fit the part. <laughs> that was that's fun, man. That's a lot of fun to do those do those cons and stuff. It's a, you know, and also that's another thing that keeps me in shape because if you're going, you know, you're going to look like Hugh Jackman, you better go to the gym. You better, you better look <laughs> at some chicken breast. And, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to eat some broccoli and chicken breast for a while if you're going to look right in that tank top. Yep. And well, y'all do a great job with that. Well, James, look, tell everybody Thanks. a little bit about your training as far as how do you like to train? Do you cater your programs to that person? Or some, you know, like some of the trainers we've seen in the past because we've seen a lot of them. They go off of something they've seen on TV or some magazine workout. And I know I don't do that. 
And I, so tell them what you do. I really try to make it. It's, you know, I don't, the first time somebody show up with somebody, you know, I'll talk to them and go over like goals and stuff with them. And then it's just trying to build what I can do to instill some sort of interest in them. You know, it's not, it's, it's, it's trying to get them interested in it. You know, I can go out there and like you said, we've seen a lot of trainers and there's like a stopwatch trainer. There's a guy that's out there. He's got a clipboard. He's got a stopwatch and he's just putting them through drills and they're doing all kinds of crazy exercises. And that's effective. You know, that's great. But I always try to give them something that they can, you know, year, 10 years down the road, they can be like, yeah, I learned this from James. I learned, he taught me how, you know, the general, how to use the machines, how, what the muscle groups are and what, how to train on different days and how many sets, reps, and what weights right for me, you know. And then also sometimes it's about finding out what else they've got in them. You know, I've, I've gotten there for a while, I guess about five years ago, I had a female powerlifting team. And at the time I weighed like, I was a little bitty dude and, and these girls were way stronger than me. <laughs> it, but it was it just, I just, I just took, you know, they, there was something empowering about taking those, those women that ranged from early twenties to mid forties out in the gym and teaching them how to deadlift and squat and just working on their form. And they would pick up heavy weight, you know, safe amounts, but just something, it was a powerful move. You know, that's something, that's something they never thought they would do. And then next thing you know, six, eight, 10 months later, we're at a powerlifting meet all day because they're trying to PR their squat. And so with everybody, I try to take it from zero and just find out what I can do with them. Where they, they, they can, you can catch that interest, that spark. You know, it's something where you can catch them and make them interested in doing it so they'll continue to do it, whether they keep using you or not. Yeah. Because, you know, not everybody's going to – I've got some clients I've been training for 17 years at this point. But then there's some people that, that train with me. I see them every five or six years. They come back around. They learn a bunch of stuff from me. We kind of see where they've been, what they've been doing. And then, they are, then they're off, back off to the gym, wherever they are, you know. And so – it's for me, that's, that's my whole approach to it is just trying to find whatever method we do. If we do, you know, just general weight training, bodybuilding, powerlifting, just weight loss or whatever. It's just about trying to teach them, get them to some kind of interest in them to make them make this a healthy lifestyle, a habit. You know? yeah, because, you know, it, it, it is a lifestyle and some folks don't realize how much of a lifestyle it is. It's a commitment to be healthy, especially with all the temptations and other things that's going on out there in the world around us every day. And, you know. Even, you know, I, I put out there on my post that we was going to talk a little bit about faith. And they, our, our clients have to have faith in us as we have to have faith in them. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the trust that somebody puts in you whenever they, you know, besides the money. You know, the money is one thing, but just the trust that they get from just like, okay, I'm going to trust this guy to, to, you know, lead me down this path. You know, especially if it's someplace they've never gone before. You know, they a lot of, you know, some folks, you know, they've never worked out in their life and all they've done ever known is just, you know, just bad habits and they don't even know they're bad. You yeah. have to teach them that that's not necessarily healthy for you. You know, you have to start from zero. So the faith they you have to instill in them and get from them is but it, it's, also, it's also a two way street. You know, they they you know, you have faith in them. They have to say you have there's a whole relationship. It is a build huge relationship, that, huge that relationship. And that's why people get so uh, attached to their trainers, too, it's because they put it's such an intimate thing. And I always tell people this, you know, whenever they first start with me, I'm like, we're going to be really good friends. We don't have to be, but we're probably going to be. And I always tell them that, you know, you just bought six, eight, 10, 24 sessions, whatever. 
that means you're going to spend that many uninterrupted hours staring and talking to me and, and no point in your life with anyone else. And you're probably even a lot of people, even their husbands and wife, you spend an hour a day talking just to one person or 30 minutes to just to one person. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you, there, you, you spend a lot of time. And also that's another thing he's talking about how, how you get, um, how you instill that, that want that spark in them is a lot of the training you're doing. Isn't just physical. Bruh. It's, it's in the, it's, it's between the ears too. Yeah. It's more between the you ears know, than it is. Anywhere oh else. my gosh. It's so much, you know, and I, like I've seen you training people and talking to them and you're so comfortable with people, you know, and that's one of the things that people, you know, when you talk to you, you get that comfortableness right away. Yeah. And so that, that, that really helps people open up and really get to the heart of the matter and, and figure out what exactly they need to do in their life to get the goals that they tell you they want. You know, because without that, there's a lot of defenses that get put up along the way. But, you know, your story, it makes it great. People can connect to that because they, they see a picture of you and they're like, oh, wow, he knows what he's talking yeah, about. I've lived it. More than, but you have to. Yeah, you've lived you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, you know, I talked about, you know, gaining that weight so fast and it tearing my, my stomach up, for, you know, from stretch marks and skin and stuff. And as much as I hate that, I mean, you've talked about yeah. this, too, because you're bodybuilding and everything, you know. And more, you more so than me. You're the one that gets up in a, a in speedo, a, in a speedo. <laughs> <laughs> up on stage, which I, you know, that, you know, be, you know, I'll have, I'll talk to somebody and I'll tell them, you know, we thought, you know, and it'll be someone that needs to lose a lot of weight and they really come to me and they've got, you know, either health needs or just, you know, physical, just aesthetics. They just want to lose weight around their stomach or maybe women that have had children and they'll talk about their stomach being stretched out or something. And I'm like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And they're like, come on. I just pull my shirt up. And I'm like, look, yep. I mean, it don't matter how lean the rest of me gets. That little bit. Ain't I'm like, I always, I always joke around. I'm like 6% body fat from like belly button up. <laughs> <laughs> and then from belly button down to about mid thigh, I'm like, I'm like 25, <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, that's a badge of honor. Now I show that to people and they're right away. They're like, oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to listen to this guy. Cause if had, something happened to him there. I can see something yeah. happen there, and that's something they can bring in and internalize. And one thing, one note I want to add, since we're on here, I watched Tracy get up on stage one night at the Battle on the Bluff, and that dude walked out there in a speedo, <laughs> and his and his music didn't turn. They didn't turn his. The music didn't work. And now, the, for those of you that never been to a show, it's like that music, that loud music, is like a life. veil. Yeah. It's like something that you hide behind, and, and and it gives you a little bit of a buffer. That way, you don't feel so naked out on stage. Tracy walked out there and you could have heard a pin drop. There was no sound out there. And he just walked out there and he stood there for a second and looked around and he goes, all right, let's do this. And he just started, he just started posing and it, it freaked the crowd out so bad. They just, the crowd went nuts because of that. And I'll always remember yep. that because he just walked out and there was no concern on your face. If you were sweating on the inside, it didn't show. You looked so confident when you walked out there. Anyway, that's one of my most favorite stories to tell about you. I'm like that dude walked out there. And it, I think it might have even been a purple. Yeah, I think like, it was speedo. purple. I think it was. I a purple remember speedo that. and just broke out posing with no music. And that was that was awesome. You know. <laughs> well, I, I got that confidence from dealing with the people that we deal with and even watching you. Because when we get a new client, if we don't have that confidence and they can feel it, they're not going to trust us. That's true. They're not going to trust us at all because they're, they're putting their lives or their bodies in our hands. You know, yep, they if are. If we do something Every, wrong, we could damage them for life. Yeah, you can hurt them. You can, you know, you can. And also, if you don't give them the right kind of attention, they see that if they don't see that you're invested in them, then they won't be. Yep. 
Yep. You know, you've got to be that interested on them all the time. You know, I've got a lady I'm, I'm, I'm helping with her nutrition right now. And you, I'm, I'm texting her four or five times a day, looking at her food logs and stuff. Yeah. And if I slip and miss like a half a day or something, I'll look at food log won't be filled out. Yep. You know, yep. It, or, and she goes off the rails, but man, you know, if you can just stay on her for a little while and get her in the, in the habit of it and stuff, you don't have to do that all the time, but just to, you know, you really have to be, you have to kind of, you have to help them out. And there, that's what they're looking, that's what they're looking at you for, that example, you know. Yep. Well, James, we're going to switch gears a little bit in this conversation. And we're going to talk about something that you mentioned a while ago, a person, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Jesse, I have shared her red chair story with tons of people. Awesome. You and her were my idols. When I married Amanda, it's like, oh. I want to grow up and be like them. <laughs> because y'all did the same thing. Y'all were a team. A mm-hmm. team. And when you lost her, we know that that took you down through there. Yeah, it did. And, and when Brittany came into your life, she brought you back out of there. Yeah, I was in a dark place for a long yeah, time. You, were. You, were. <laughs> you, saw, you saw it. Not, you saw the physical effects from it, and the, you know the mental effects was definitely in there. I, you know, I, I, I joke around about it, but I really lost my mind there for about four or five years. I was not, I was not health, I was not healthy mentally. Yeah. And I, you know, my physical body, I went from back before she passed away, I went from, you know, about what I am now, 175, 180 pounds down to 131 pounds as anorexic. You know, I couldn't eat my, I was getting nerve damage. And at one point, what, one, at one point I had, there was an intervention of a couple of my clients actually came to my house and they drugged me out and took, took me to the doctor. That's when I stepped up on a scale with their help. I couldn't even hardly walk. And the scale said 131 pounds. And I'm like, what? That ain't right. Yeah. But it was, it was right. So yeah, Jessica was a, Jessica was my partner, man. We, you know, we, you know, she, she fought breast cancer so hard, man. And she was such an example for everybody. Everybody. Yeah. I was, I was, you know, I was in the wake of, I was in awe of her all the time because the stuff that she was pulling off and doing while going, I mean, she was doing triathlons. She would go to get chemo on a Thursday and then we would go do, she would go to, she would get a track, go to a triathlon like on like a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause she knew like if she had it planned out, she's like, I'm like, Jessica, you, that's, that might not be that safe or whatever, you know? And she's like, I'll be okay. I'll go slow. And she would, but she would compete in triathlons and races and she ate really well. And she did the best she could to fight it as long as she and could. She and her faith was, she fought it. her faith in, her faith in God was really strong too. Yeah. You know, that was something that she, that carried her through all of it. You know, she knew, you know, that her example was going to shine to a lot of people. And it still and does. It like still you said, her, her red, that, that red chair story on YouTube, that still just gives me chills me watching that. Too, because we, I know. know, I know her, I saw her. I saw when she'd show up with no hair, with a hat on or no nails, and she'd get out there and she'd run on that track. Yeah, it, it just just kept. You just can't beat a person like that. Yeah, and you know the thing, and her poor clients because they couldn't show up and and whine at all. Because <laughs> 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 their trainer, they'd be like, "Hey, that's been a rough day. I didn't sleep that good last night." And like, well, I don't, you know, you I can't I, say I, that. My toenails that fell out. My toenails fell out this morning because of the chemo, and I ran two miles. Yep. So you really can't complain at her. Yeah. You know? Well, I just had to touch on that one because she had a special oh, place in, in yeah, my heart, man. She's she did. She had a she's great. Place. 
And the one yeah. you got now got a special place in my heart, too. Let's talk about her for a little bit. And so, yeah, Brittany, I met Brittany back whenever she first started at uh, Well, back at Well, whatever the name the of it store. was. <laughs> yeah, well, that 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 big sportsplex out there in uh, out there on Sycamore View and I 40. She she the funny story about when I first met Brittany, she came in and she was coming in with a new batch of trainers. And they told me they asked me the fitness director time asked me to talk to them and just kind of give them like an orientation. Right. So <laughs> I walked in, I walked out into the room wherever we were. And they, uh, she said, there was a bunch of them out there and I walked out there and I, hi, I'm James. And I just want to tell y'all that I'm going to steal your clients. <laughs> and I told them that, and I didn't tell them that to be, you know, mean or anything, but I was just like, if you don't show up on time and comb your hair and be clean and be nice and, and, and do, do the things you need to do, it's just general you know stuff to for any job you're gonna leave you'll be gone soon and the clients you have i'll get I, I, that's just how it is so it's a, you know and so she took that and hated me for the longest time <laughs> she thought i was such a butt for saying that stuff and she'll tell that story about she was so mad at me and she didn't understand why anybody liked me and everything and you know now we're married yep. so that's <laughs> Brittany has a lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and she's in her own right she fights a big battle every day to train and to work out and in the past you know few years it's the rheumatoid arthritis has really kicked up and taken her you know started to deform her hands and everything and so she had lost a bunch of weight the past couple of years because of celiac i mean all kinds of autoimmune stuff but She's, you know, fighting it every day. She works out. She goes on walks. She does weight, you know, resistance band training. And someday she lifts weights if her hands feel right. So it's it's another one of those things that we're like, if you don't use it, you lose it kind of deal. Yes, yes. She, her pain, she works through it. And she'll get up in the morning and look like she's walking on stilts to the, to the living room and sit down for a while and sit on a heating pad and drink some tea and start stretching, and then she gets up and takes off walking. And when she comes back, she's, you know, greased up and, and moving a lot better. And so that's something that really helps. And that's something that she's put – she's parlayed that into her own training. So she trains a lot of women and men with arthritis and autoimmune and lupus and stuff. And she's can be an example by how that you can deal with something like that and still take care of yourself and not try not to let that pain overtake you and pull you down into – you know, to where you're not useful and where you don't feel good. You know, she always tells you to, you know, do something that makes you feel alive every day. And that's one of the big challenges she, you know, puts off to her classes and stuff. And so, yep. yeah. God sends us through those struggles so we can share our struggle and our stories with other people and they can learn from it and move on. Because sometimes we get out there and we feel as if we're the only ones in that struggle. No, that's not even close. There's always somebody going through the same, if not worse, struggle than you are. That's true. You know, so. Well, brother, give them another shout out. Give them your phone number. Give them your, your website. Give them all you your contact it. information because I want you, <laughs> you to get some folks. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Uh, check us out online at 901brickhouse.com and look us up on Facebook and Instagram at Brickhouse901. Uh, we'll be moving locations to the Lake District this time next year that they're building out here uh, at uh, – on a I-40 and Canada Road, we'll be building. A, we're building a 7,000 square foot facility out there. We'll have you know cycling and classes and you know hit training, personal training, the whole bit. So check us out online. Hit us up right now because of COVID-19. We're doing online virtual training and we have classes and small group training and personal training. And our classes are professionally filmed and edited, and then we live stream them and coach them 
to to you so that way we can kind of watch what's going on with everything and I'll, and I'll tell you one one thing about our our, our editing our, our class I don't edit them like I, I tried to do pro video and all that stuff I, <laughs> I could not do it so I send it to an editor and they do it and we do st- you know goofy stuff in it like we, uh, this month is pop-up video you remember the 80s 90s yeah, pop-up yeah. video VH1 <laughs> So, you know, Brittany will start at the beginning of each block of exercise, little bubbles pop up that have little facts about exercise. And one month we did like video games where it looked like a Street Fighter video game with Hadoukens <laughs> and lightning. And, you know, it's goofy, but it's something that the people look forward to. And anything, like I said, anything can keep you, in, you know, interested, you know. So, Brickhouse 901. Brother, <laughs> tell Brittany I said, hey, I love y'all dearly. I really appreciate you doing this with me. We'll have to do it again. You got it, man. man. Love you too, bro. Love you, man. Thank you. Hey, y'all be careful. And we'll be seeing you soon. Have a good one. See you, Trace. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.